Participation. It's Bobby and Dave here. Hello. How you doing, Dave? I'm doing okay. Just getting ready to move. Moving down to Naju in June. So I've got a month left. How far away is that? Like two hours. Oh, okay. So it's like a real move. Yeah, it's not too bad. I'm kind of excited. Like, I like it here, but it's also like, you know, you get to move places. It's fun. Moving's fun. Yeah. Well, moving's not fun, but being moved is fun. Do you have, like, stuff? Do you, like, do you need a truck or... Yeah, I'm gonna... I, I'm working on that. Um, I want to talk to my friend because her brother has a truck. Maybe he'll help, but also the director at the academy that I'm moving to has offered. But I'm also like, dude, you're giving me a month off to go to my sister's wedding. I can... I don't need to make you spend millions and millions of dollars on me already. <laughs> what a good employee. It's a good place. Jeez, they're doing, they're bending over backwards for me. I can do a little bit back. When's your sister's wedding? Uh, August. Nice. Yeah. So how about you, Bobby? What you been up to? Uh... I don't know. I've been going to Little League baseball games. Ooh. Not Which, games. Just just random ones. Yeah. Betting on them. <laughs> I was thinking more like scouting. Oh, scouting, yeah. Yeah. Tell the Oakland A's about some eight-year-old coming up. <laughs> Moneyball 2. Moneyball 2. This time it's personal. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I got going on. That's, that sounds like fun. Are you ca coaching Cam's team, or are you coaching just a random team before Cam can really do it? Or It's Cam's. I'm not coaching, though. I'm just a spectator. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Is, is, how's he doing? Is he, is he winning? Yeah, well, uh, it's the, the score is the same every game. It's 27 to 27. Why 27? Because every kid gets to go around. Every kid gets a run. All right. I know that they're <laughs> children. And there's three and... innings. So three times uh, three times uh, three. 27. Something I know like that they're that. children. And I'm a teacher who's all about raising confidence and stuff. But Christ, that's really dumb. <laughs> Sorry, that's really dumb. Yeah. Like, what if a kid just hits the ball and it just dribbles? Do they, like, go, oh, no, and then he has to go around, or? Everybody gets a single until the last kid of the inning, and then everybody, that's pretty much a inside the park home run. And, like, cool. there's, there's no outs, like. They tell them, to, like, they throw it to first, and every once in a while, they're actually getting out. But they let the kids stay on the base. Like, I'm sure that it's not that <laughs> different from what happened when we were kids, but I'm also like... Yeah. Yeah. I remember playing T-ball, and they'd, like, pitch for the... They'd pitch the first few, and then when you struck out, they'd give you a T. 
Yeah, that's what they do. It's coach pitch. And then I'd always strike. I always strike out. I remember that. Then I remember one time I was running to first base and some fat catcher kid stood in my way. <laughs> you and then run I got over? thrown out and they just let it happen. And I'm like, dude, what the hell? <laughs> like, that's not okay. <laughs> you barrel into him like Pete Rose? No. I was a meek child. Mm. I, I, that's Anyway, those are my musings back on my season as a t-ball player i hope you enjoyed them <laughs> i also one time like my nervous tick was snapping for a while and one time i was playing and i gave myself blisters from snapping too much i remember that yikes maybe that was just a dream i can't really remember get this kid into the jazz band he's a snapper I mean, I do like that's honestly helped me a lot as a teacher, just because like, if it's getting if it's getting too loud, I just go, and then all the kids go, "Wow, that was loud!" And then I'm like, "Yeah, I can go like that. It's fun." Anyway, now I'm finished with my musings about T-ball. Tune in next time for my musings about soccer, I guess. Was that Amanda or a ghost? Um, I'm not sure. Ghost Amanda. They're both pasty. <laughs> Ew! Hi -oh. Your wife just got burned. Hi -oh. <laughs> Alright, let's get into the music here. Alright, alright. Are you sure you don't we don't we don't want to just dunk on Amanda some more? Sure, what do you got? have anything um i'm sure i could dunk on her because she's like short but how i don't play basketball are you much taller how are you dave i'll tell you i'm like five eight five nine I'm not that tall yeah oh bobby you got a haircut i did yeah i just got one good work thanks looks nice <laughs> anyway you're right we should start talking about the music all right, so last month, uh, you gave me a food-themed. Lunch-themed, lunch yeah. I had to pick a meal, mm -hmm. and I picked lunch. So I had to link uh, the Three Martini Lunch by Graham Parker mm -hmm. to Sandwiches by Tyler, the Creator. It's one of those things that I never really thought about the fact that the Three Martini Lunch is only a live song. Yeah, I was looking for the studio version of it, but I don't think there appears to be one. I don't think I've ever heard a studio version of the song. Yeah. It's a great song. I like that one a lot. Yeah, it's anyway, a good we'll talk we'll talk about that in a little bit. Can you hear the Are crackers? You ready, Bobby? What's up? Can you hear the crackers? I can hear... <laughs> I'm just curious if you can hear the crackers. I can't really hear crackers. I can hear dishes being put away. <laughs> Alright. The crackers are over. <laughs> Alright, are you ready? 
Yes, here we go. This is Three Martini Lunch by Graham Parker. It's a killer if you're not My wife up and left last night Couldn't stand another fight The studio boss fired me My future's been shot by the three martini lunch Things will get better soon I got a hunch The three martini lunch Wasting another afternoon Punching a hole in my life I came from the backwoods My prospects seem real good For actor or director The future looked bright But I ran in with a bad crowd Alone in the canyon, my only companion The three martini lunch Things will get better soon, I got a hunch The three martini lunch Wasting another afternoon, punching a hole in my
doesn't sound good on the recording. Meh. I never sound good on the recording. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that this was on the 12 inch with a praise you. Yeah. Hmm. Just never really thought about it. You know what I mean? I could have picked a weapon of choice too. I was wondering why I didn't go with the weapon of choice and you're going for the Bootsy Collins thing, but I don't want to do two fat boy slims in a row. Yeah, fair enough. I was also thinking, like, because I was also thinking about uh, the Rockefeller's Gang because Bootsy Collins was on that one as well, wasn't he? Oh, was he? I think. I so, think they like they must be friends with each other because then. He produced this Bootsy Collins record. Yeah. No, they they definitely get along pretty good. Like, they've worked a lot together, I feel like. He's under... He's under, uh... Fatboy Slim's... Um... What you call it? Associated Acts on Wikipedia. Like, they're associate. They're buddies. Ah. They're buddies. Any hoozles. What you drinking there, Bobby? Got a Cape May IPA. Nice. That sounds tasty. It is tasty. I went to I went to Guangzhou this weekend. Got like a craft brew scene going on. I'm pretty yeah. happy. Nice. Yeah. So Yeah, anyway. So, Bobby, go ahead. Take us through that. What was the path? Let me, All right, let me so know. We started with Three Martini Lunch by Graham Parker, live at the TLA in Philly. Nice. Um, that was recorded by Dale Peters, was a recording engineer on that. He was... Um, like, what's that? Oh, sorry. I was just going to say while I was thinking about it, we were talking about it like while it was playing, like... I honestly had no idea that that was only a, only a live song. Yeah. Because he's never got, he's got no actual, like, studio recording of that. I just didn't know that. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of rare, usually. I feel like not too many acts have live-only songs. Yeah. And it's not a song that you would think of as, like, a live-only. Like, if I would... If I was in a, in a band and I had a live only song, it'd probably be like this really high energy, no, like nonsensical rock and roll song for the sake of having a rock and roll song. I want you to want me. I want you <laughs> to want me. I never can tell if I like Cheap Trick or if I hate them. <laughs> I think that's kind of part of Cheap Trick. I know, I know, and that's. Part of the thing where I'm like, that's why I kind of like them and also kind of hate them. <laughs> You're like, this band is lame, but this music's so catchy. Yeah. Like, they're up to something. They know what they're doing. Yeah. I love that genre. Anyway. Like, 70s power, power pop. Yeah. I just like power pop. Yeah. If all music was power pop, I'd be okay with that. 90s had some good power pop, too. It did. 90s power pop was fantastic. And then, like, the 2000s, like, had some indie power pop and stuff. I always enjoyed that as well. 2000s power pop is, like, uh, 
Fountains of Wayne. Yeah. Okay, go. Who doesn't love Fountains of Wayne? Rest in peace, yeah. guy. I forget your name. I apologize. The guy from Fountains of Wayne. The cool guy from Fountains of Wayne. It's like Alex, isn't it? I'm not. This is such a remember. this is such a touching tribute. <laughs> Rest in, in peace, guy. And that's our in memoriam segment. That's our in memoriam. Oh, we should also remember Les McComb from uh, Bay City Rollers because he died. Oh, did he? He did. Yeah. I, I was thinking about making like the spotlight be the Tartan Hordes uh, going to the going to the roller show. Yeah. But then I didn't. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Next one we had the James Gang. Yeah, the James Gang. So Dale Peters was the bassist, and they're famous for having Joe Walsh as their guitarist and singer, and. Uh, the big single, Funk Number 49, which I know you would know if you heard it. It's like a popular classic rock song. I'm sure I would. I just never think about it. And then, yeah, obviously he went on to play with the Eagles. Um, then um, that song was... Defensive sampled. Tackle, actually. He was He was pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, he would be a good defensive tackle. <laughs> Just goes up, Eagles! Anyway. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, now that song was sampled by Fatboy Slim for Right Here, Right Now. It's that, like, stringy thing. And that's where we are now. And it's like an... Is it Angela Bassett that's doing the Right Here, Right Now? Is that how it is? Somebody Shirley like that. Pacey. Right here, right now. Yes. It was... Yeah, Angela Bassett from the film Strange Days. Nice. At the 1 hour, 43 minute, 21 second mark. If you were ever sitting there wondering, hmm, where does this come from? That's exactly where. I just saw the music video for uh, I've Got the Power. I've Got the Power! I didn't realize that there was a music video for it. Yeah, me neither. I was kind of surprised when I saw it. Did, did, did you feel powerful? I did. <laughs> did they give you the power or did they take the power from you? Uh, they have the power. They have the power? They do. Is that why Public Enemy said take the power back, or is that just black power stuff? Yeah, they wanted to take it back from that band. I forget what they're called. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that there was just like some obscure feud between those two groups. Because <laughs> one band said they had the power, and the other band said, and then Public Enemy says, no, take the power back. And they go, no, the power's ours. And they just like go do that for like years and years. It seems like they got the power back. I hope so. Otherwise, <laughs> their their food would have gone bad by now. Mm. It's an electricity joke about refrigerators. Yeah, I've had to You're do welcome. That. This joke is brought to you by Whirlpool. They make stuff. 
This podcast is brought to you by Jello. But this is not, we don't want to be around Jello. That's where Bill Cosby is from. <laughs> We're replacing Cosby. We're the new spokesman. We're the new Cosbys? <sighs> Gross. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah. So what do we got for the spotlight? Um, so we got for the spotlight. It is, I will explain the song in a little bit after we listen to it. But it is going to be Imida. She was a very famous Korean singer from the sixties. Like she was one of the she was like one of the, the top acts. Um the song is called uh Noreshilun Jegon Yota. I'm sorry, Korean listeners, if I butchered that. Basically it means song of the reconstruction train. Okay, cool. What's the name of a train that was going between Busan and Seoul, which are like the two biggest Korean cities. All right. All right. So are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. Oh, yeah. 
was reading about it in a little article about, uh, I, for, I can't tell you what the name is in Korean because I keep seeing the translation in a form of Romanized English that I'm not very familiar with. So I don't want to say it wrong, because then I'm just going to sound like an idiot. I sound like an idiot every time I speak Korean, but still. Um, Sounded real to me. But like, yeah, so under the Park government, who we've talked about before, because um, it's just a thing that comes up, especially when you're talking about older Korean music. Um, he wanted everybody to... He, wanted to get Korea into the future as much as quickly as possible. That was his goal. It was because they had a uh, Singman Ri in the fifties. Then they had a de democratic government for a little bit, but it didn't go so well. And then in comes uh, Park dong and he's like, yeah, we're going to be a real country. We're going to, matter we're going to be a thing that people care about so they started fighting alongside america during the vietnam war they started like building a little bit of a bridge they they like had this weird relationship with japan where he wanted to get away from them as much as possible but also knew that they were an american ally so he wanted to get them close to mm-hmm you wanted to make Korea, Korea, and Japan, Japan, but they're also friends or something like that? I don't fully understand his entire idea. Hmm. The point is, he was a fascist, a major fascist who was all about, you know, getting production. Yeah. And he is probably responsible for the miracle on the Han River. Which was when, in the 60s, Korea went from being like a backwaters third world country to being Korea. It's, it's a really interesting article. Um, it was, I, I can send it to you. It was published in a, it was like an academic paper, but it's just fascinating. how did you come across that article? Um, I was reading a little bit about, the whole so wholesome songs is what they're called in English, because that's because um the song that I played for you before by uh, Shin Sun Hyung, that beautiful mountains and rivers. Yeah, that was what he was rebelling against. Uh, President Park came up to him and told him, "Hey, make a song about how great I am. It'll be your wholesome song. You'll be allowed to do whatever you want after that." And then he goes, "Nah, you're not great." Korea's better than you. And then he yeah. wrote Beautiful Mountains and Rivers about how beautiful Korea is as a giant doop doop bump a dump bump a dump ba dump. That was me doing a middle finger dance. I'm sure that you can tell by me making noises. Um That's the yeah. noise that's just the noise you make when you do a middle finger dance. It's the noise I make when I do a middle finger dance. Yeah. You don't? I do. Anyway, um, but yeah, it's like I wanted to find that song because I wanted to get a sample of what it actually sounded like. So I messaged a couple of friends of mine, um, and my friend Gina found it. 
and she sent it to me. And it's only available in like these long videos of people just showing off their old Korean records. Nice. Like it's mostly lost. It's one of those things that we sit there and you go, huh. I like music history. And thank you, Gina Teacher. But what'd you think about that, Bobby? Did it make you want to go to work? Did it make you want to lift a, <laughs> lift a shovel? No, it kind of made me want to, like, eat at a diner counter or shop in a department store. So contribute to the, to the economy by purchasing. Yes. That's still, that's still a thing. <laughs> mm. Still an important part of any economy. Economic participation is underrated. Keynesian economics. Yeah. Anyway. Um, all right. That concludes the history portion of the evening, I believe. We've had our in memoriam. We've had our history side pod. A very basic, abbreviated me just excitedly talking way too fast about it so that nobody can possibly <laughs> understand while leaving out a great deal of detail. But still! Um, so, back into the list. Uh, back into we, the list. We left off with Right Here, Right Now by Fatboy Slim. Fatboy Slim, whose real name is Norman Cook. It's not. Uh, produced this Booty Collins record called Fresh Out of P University. And, uh, it's gonna be a song called Party Lickables. Wait, sorry. Random side note. His birth name is actually Quinton Lee Cook. Oh, uh, where does Norman come from? I have no idea. <laughs> but he always goes with Norman. Um, I think he just thought it was a better name. I don't know. <laughs> Respect. Just, Respect. Yeah. He's, he's his own man. <laughs> I have a great uncle whose birth name is... James Henry, but he goes by Christopher for some reason. Is, is his middle name Christopher? No. Uh, then where did he get Christopher from? <laughs> Was he just listening to like Christopher Cross and he just goes, now this is a name I can get behind. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Sailing. Oh, is that Christopher Cook? Is that Christopher Cross? Yeah. I never knew what Christopher Cross did. I just know that he's a name. Oh, he was one of the... They had his record cover in TGI Fridays in that little waiting area. Mm-hmm. You know that just closed down. Did it? Yeah. Good! <laughs> TGI Fridays, I just don't get their business model. They kept, like, okay. raising prices and lowering portions. And I get that it's supposed to, like, be saving and spending money equally or whatever. Yeah. But it's, like, less people that are going to come, dude. Yeah. They went under. Any hoozles. Right. They will not be missed by me, I don't believe. Me neither. I did go there one last time over the summer. We had to sit outside because of covid Mm -hmm. And we had to split up tables because at the time we weren't allowed to have a big party or whatever. Lame. 
and uh, Marty was being really uncooperative, and I had to drive him around the parking lot. Aww. Wasn't a good time. Poor Marty. Anyway, here's uh, Party Lickables by Bootsy Collins.
Say it loud. 
fucking nervous, call me immature. Fuck, you think I may have future for you? Wear fucking suits and make good decisions? Fuck that nigga, wolf gang. Who the fuck invited Mr. I don't give a fuck who cries about his daddy in a blog because his music sucked? I did. Well, you fucking up, and truthfully, I had enough and fuck rolling papers. I'm a rebel bitch, I'm ashing blunt. Sorry. Full of shit like I ate that John. Come on, kids, fuck that class and hit that bomb. Let's buy guns and kill those kids with dads and mom. With nice homes, 401ks, and nice ass lawns. Those privileged fucks gotta learn, and we ain't taking no shit. Like Ellen DeGeneres, clitoris, playing with. I'm jealous as shit, cause I ain't got no home meal to come to So if you do, I'm throwing fingers out screaming, fuck you I got Kennedy's, Kennedy's, not Dom But if I was a Dom, I would be Jeffrey Green had the color of a leprechaun with leprosy I'm fucking out about it like a masterpiece in 96 It's fucking immaculate, the way your daughter's smacking dick Surprised she hasn't taken nasty dick inside her alley You Golf wang hooligans is fucking up the school again It's showing you and yours that breaking rules is fucking cool again I'm going harder than a midget jumping over me Chronic youth, I'm shoving blunt raps and bitches ovaries Punches to the stomach where that bastard kid's supposed to be Fuck a mask, I want that hoe to know it's me I'm sick in the brain, dumb bitch, can you nurse this? You told me life would never, ever, ever get this perfect Then you smoke a J and weed and take his kids to uh, the churches Fuck church, they singing and this shit ain't even worth it In the choir, whores and liars, scum, bags in the dirt, bitch You told me God was the answer When I ask him for shit, I get no answer So God is the cancer I'm stuck in triangles, looking for my angel Kill me with a chainsaw and let my bars dangle Triple six is my number, you can get it off my tumbler Earl, that's the fucking shit. And if you disagree, suck a couple pimple covered dicks. Um, Wolf Gang, that's the fucking click. Golf Wang, kill them all, nigga, triple six. Fuck two dope boys. All the niggas, bitches, we don't need y'all. The faders who we really fucking with. Make horrorcore, you fucking idiots. Listen deeper than the music before you put it in the box. Wolf Gang. Yeah. Like, 
his mom sent him to military school, and then he got chased down by a, like, complex magazine. Yeah. And he would, and, like, if you're listening to the song Chum, it's him talking about that entire story and pretty much just, like, saying, yeah, thanks, now me and my mom have a lot more issues to work through, because this was probably for the, for the bet, like, this was probably better for me. Yeah. And that's kind of like why Earl Sweatshirt is one of the most talented rappers in the world and does everything he can to not be famous. Yeah, he seems less famous now than he once was. Because he's worked really hard at it. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, he's got that great flow. He's got this ridiculous ability to, like, you know, make you think with lyrics and make them all fit and all that stuff. But he does everything he can to make it something that you can't possibly dance to. Like, the songs are too short, the beats are too all over the place. He's doing it on purpose. Yeah. He's a cool guy. I have a lot of respect for Earl Sweatshirt. Anyway. Not his real name, I presume. No, his name. His real name is actually uh, Quinton E. Sweatshirt. <laughs> His real name is Norman Cook. Um, anyway, what if what if there was some guy that's name was actually literally like Fatboy Slim, so they changed their name to Norman Cook? Like your birth name, Fatboy Slim. Birth name was, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that that was on. I'm sure that Fatboy was one of the names you were considering, Cam. Yeah. More of Marty. He's he's more of the fat boy. He's the fat boy? Yeah. But he's so slim. Any hoozles. I've been saying that word a lot. Hoozles? Any hoozles. I like nonsense words. Sure, blim blim blim. Exactly. So, Bobby. Yeah. We, had, we started off with party lickables. What happened then? After Party Lickables, we went to the Kaylee Yukis. I'm not really sure how you pronounce that. Kaylee Yukis, Yuchis song uh, called After the Storm, which featured Bootsy Collins on vocals there. And also Tyler, the creator, doing a rap verse. Kaylee Yuchis. Uchis. What is it? Uchis. Uchis. Uchis, yes. Okay. Uchis. Um, and then Tyler Crater did sandwiches. So we got the link. Yeah. What do you think about Tyler the Creator? He's very controversial. Uh, yeah. I like. I don't know. I feel like you know he's gonna do that though. It's like what old school rap. Like, be controversial. Yeah, but I don't even mean, like, you know, his antics offstage. I mean, like, musically. Like, musically, some like, yeah, like some lyrics. people tell you that he's a genius, and other people tell you that he's an idiot. Well, like, the beats or the lyrics? Like, the beats, like, the everything around it. Like, he's doing a lot of things that, like, you don't associate with anything. No, oh, yeah, you were talking about that, like, arrhythmic sample thing with the Wolfgang. Yeah. 
and it's like I think that's creative. Like that entire thing there, like it was just a very simple three notes, like de de. Or sorry, four notes, wasn't it? Like, was it like a canon and a minor key? Is that what's going on? I don't, I don't know enough musical theory, but I like to pretend I do. Yeah, I don't know. The whole song even was it like it wasn't in a normal time signature. Yeah. I don't know how anybody could say he doesn't like he's a moron. It's like cerebral. There's a lot of thought going into his songs. <laughs> it's not for everybody, but he's but he good. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah. Nice. That's 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 game. Good game. Good game, Dave. Uh, I'm gonna have you pick some uh, a link now. Um, going back to the B cities. Got Belfast, Boston, or Buffalo. No Baltimore. Uh, I can do Baltimore if you want. Ah, no, let's go with Buffalo. Okay. Uh, so we're gonna start with the Middle Eastern themed jazz music "Frame for the Blues" by Dr. Lonnie Smith. Frame for the Blues, okay. And we're gonna link that up to "Goddess on the Highway" by Mercury Rev. Nineties alternative All right. band. All right. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. Buffalo. All right. So, all right. Cool. Nice. Anyway, uh, that's all I've got. I think that we're, we're we're over an hour, Bobby. This is a long one. Is uh, something's gonna turn into a pumpkin? I'm gonna turn into a pumpkin. Hope we don't want that. Why not? Pumpkins are cool. Oh, what about smashing pumpkins? I'll just stay away from Billy Corgan. <laughs> I've been doing that already anyway. Nothing's changing. Not a bad strategy. Not a bad strategy. Avoid Billy Corgan and Steve <laughs> Albini. You still like, you have post-it notes all over your house. Like... <laughs> Avoid Steve. <laughs> like Memento. <laughs> Just like tattooed all over, <laughs> tattooed all over. Avoid, avoid Billy Corgan and Steve Albini. Yeah. Why Steve Albini? Because I've decided that we have a rivalry with Steve Albini's <laughs> podcast. We've talked about it before. There's beef. It's a, it's a callback. It's a callback to. It. <laughs> it's a treat for listeners who've been listening for a while. Celebrity beef. Do you ever watch Beef Histories on from SB Nation? No. Just them talking about beefs and sports. It's really fun. <laughs> I've read a book about music beefs. Like Kobe? Like Oasis versus Blur. Oh, yeah. Well, what about Oasis versus Oasis? Yeah, that's that's its own, ble- its own beef. <laughs> All right. It's time to wrap up, Bobby. All right. Um, I'll try to get this out by the end of the month, which is Thursday. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Keep our streak going.
Keep our streak going. Um, yeah, one more time. Can you send me the songs? Yes, I will. Because I looked for the one. Uh, oh, we should stop recording at some point. All right. Bye. Bye, listeners. Bye, listeners. I'm glad that you got a view behind the curtain. <laughs> Three, two, one.